Hi everyone, and welcome back to U of U COVID Sports Report. I'm today's host, Chloe Sexton, and today we'll be talking about all things fans. While we've heard from athletes and reporters about how they feel regarding the shutdown of sports due to the coronavirus pandemic, we've yet to hear from loyal University of Utah fans. The school year has been completely different for all of us. While we may eventually see our Utah football team play, and if not win, we won't be able to cheer on from the sidelines with our fellow MUS members. The MUS is known as one of the most avid and vocal student fan clubs in the nation, with over 6,000 members. However, the MUS would be nothing without the flash of the U's hand signal. Back in 2001, a Utah gymnast and fan had unknowingly created a symbol when they flashed the U hand signal at each other. Now, almost 20 years later, University of Utah fans continue to flash the U in support of our amazing school. This deep-rooted love and pride for the U has garnered thousands of fans who are all currently mourning the loss of cold football games where you can't feel your face. You're jumping up and down on the third down. And of course, we all miss grabbing a cowboy corn dog at halftime. Today, we're going to be hearing from people like you, beloved University of Utah fans, and how the COVID pandemic has affected their lives. Now, here is Scott talking with MUS members. Thank you, Chloe. So far this semester, we have covered how the sports world shut down, how University of Utah athletes felt about not being able to play their fall seasons while football was allowed to, and how COVID-19 has impacted the recruiting of athletes. When you think about the University of Utah football program, it is very hard to not quickly think of the fans. The fan base is extremely vocal, dedicated, and boisterous in the support of their youths, none more so than the mighty Utah student section, or the MUS. This raucous part of the game day tradition for the University of Utah was started in 2002, when the youths were still competing in the Mountain West Conference, and when they moved to the Pac-12, the contingency picked up steam. The MUS is a crucial part in creating home field advantage for the youths, and making Rice Eccles Stadium one of the harder places in the country to play. For the first time since the must was created, there will be no fans or students of any kind to cheer on their beloved Utes when football is played in 2020. I was able to talk with Ben Hamilton and Tavis Fitzgerald, who are both students at the University of Utah and are as avid must members as anyone around, to see how they were feeling about not being able to watch the games in person. Uh, I It's been huge. I'm, I'm a huge football fan, and I'm sure it's even bigger for student athletes, but like, just as a fan, I mean, College is stressful. I mean, Saturdays were the day to just forget it all and go to the football game or watch the football game and not having that. And even even basketball and sports like lacrosse, and I'd, st I'd still go to the games and, like, I wouldn't get as into it as football. But it's kind of like the break from school, but you're still involved with school, and now, now we don't get that. And now Tavis Fitzgerald's opinions on that exact same question. I mean, it's tough. I think, you know, college is, is, is a tough thing. Uh, I think – Sports really break things up. It's a lot of fun. It's a sense of community. And I think that's probably what I miss the most. Um, and that's probably how it's affecting me the most is, you know, you, you miss going to the games. You miss the people that you meet and the people that you see at the games. I think that would probably be the biggest impact um, for at least what I felt. Interestingly, when you turn on the television and find a college football game, there's a high probability that you will see a stadium filled with a socially distanced crowd. The ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are all allowing fans at their games in some capacity while the Big Ten and the Pac-12, Utah's conference, are not. Seeing as there are places in the country that are allowing fans and students to watch these games, I asked both Hamilton and Fitzgerald their views on if there was a safe way to allow fans in the stadiums to see their perspectives on this as well. 
I think there is a way to allow them. It's just so few fans. It becomes a really like like it needs to be so little. Like they need to be so spaced out that it's like, who do you choose? And I think I think it was the Vikings did like friends and family only. And like I like that idea where like, okay, your kid or your roommate is playing, like let them go to the game. But I, I think I think it's definitely smart having no no fans in the stadiums. I would love to be in the stadium to watch the game, but like I do understand the ruling, especially because like you could do it safe with very, very little fans. Cause I mean you go to the grocery store, but, like, so, like, people see other people. But, like, if you kept them spaced out, you could do it. It just becomes, who do you allow? Do you allow students? Do you allow season ticket holders? And I think I think if you were to do it, friends and family is probably a pretty safe, like, no one can argue about that. But I understand why they don't. And once again, here is Fitzgerald's opinion on the same question posed to Hamilton. You know, I, I don't – I am not well-read enough, or I don't know enough about um, exactly, you know, the latest science. But I – from what I've seen other schools doing, um, as far as like in Arizona, uh, they had them spaced out really, really quite far apart. We have a giant stadium. We're making it bigger. Um, you'd think that they'd at least be able to get the students in there, you know, the people who are, you know, the the real fans. <laughs> Not that anybody else isn't a real fan, but the, the people, you know, who, who go to this school, <clears throat> bring that school spirit in there, you know, and, and cheer our boys on. I think they definitely could uh, with just how big the stadium is. They could space us out. As a follow-up question, I asked both men if they would be willing to attend the games if they were allowed to in a safe, distanced way with everyone involved wearing masks and still taking that risk and supporting the youths. Both of them said they definitely would, with Fitzgerald adding that it would be a no-brainer for him. Seeing these students unable to support their peers as well as blow off the steam from their busy schedules, I asked them both what they missed the most about attending Utah sporting events. First, Fitzgerald reflects on this. Probably, I think, kickoff. Kickoff every game is is so exciting. It's fun to you know to see that. Well, especially just the whole ceremony around kickoff, the running out of the tunnel, the national anthem. It's just like an experience, and it really like gets you in the mood for some college football. So that's probably what I miss the most. Hamilton echoed what Fitzgerald shared, saying that the atmosphere is something that he misses as well. Part of me just wants to say gathering in a large group. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, I just miss the atmosphere. Um, it was just truly exciting. You know, anytime anything big would play or big would happen on the field, we, the whole stands would erupt. And that was just an awesome feeling. I remember I remember several plays against Cal where there's a big play, like the whole stadium's going nuts. The student section is going crazy. And it's like, you don't forget those moments. You know, it's, it's truly I don't know. It's breathtaking to be a part of a situation where everyone is feeling the same level of excitement in one stadium and there's thousands of you all doing it. And it's just, it's a really awesome feeling. And I miss that because I can watch football on my couch all day. I mean, uh, I do every Saturday and Sunday, I watch football all day, but like, you don't get that. You don't like maybe you and your roommates are excited, but you don't get the entire stadium all cheering for one play or one moment. I think that's what I miss the most is just just feeling that excitement. Although there will be not one third down jump that takes place in Rice-Eccles Stadium during the 2020 football season, and the outlook for fans at spring sports is bleak, optimism still remains that there will be a time in which students, alumni, and all others may gather once again as 50,000 best friends, all yelling and pulling for the common goal. I would like to take the time to thank both Ben Hamilton and Tavis Fitzgerald for sitting down with me and sharing their student perspective on this issue. 
Once again, my name is Scott Stevens, and I'm reporting for the U of U COVID Sports Report. Take care, everyone, and stay safe. All right, thank you, Scott. And now we're gonna do a group debrief and kind of talk about how we're feeling as fans because this directly applies to us. And I know that the Utah football team has had a couple of games. So we kind of wanted to talk about what we're all going through because we're all fans of Utah sports. So regarding the shutdown of sports, what sport do you think besides football are you gonna miss the most? Well, I know Leaf's answer, so I won't take college basketball. Um, but quite frankly, um, I think the women's gymnastics team is a huge, um, huge standing with with uh, with the university. But also, with that being said, the Utah women's volleyball team had one of their best performances in a long time last season, um, and it was something that they were definitely going to be building off of for for years to come. And so, for them to not be able to compete this fall um, and and have questions surrounding what's going to even happen with with things moving forward it's, it's just tough to see that um, for their program because they were definitely picking up speed um, but I would say those two programs are if if gymnastics isn't able to go in the winter slash spring that'll be another blow to the university for sure because that is an avid fan base yeah for sure and so college basketball is definitely one of my favorites but I actually really enjoy the environment of the uh, women's volleyball team as well and I went to a bunch of games last year and I, I thought like like you said, they were a growing team and, and were very close to making a, a real national title run. They advanced in a few rounds in the national tournament, and that was a, a fun one to go to as a fan of just sports in general. And, and a, it's a unique environment that the University of Utah volleyball team has, like inside the Huntsman Center. Yeah, completely. And what have you guys seen as a result of COVID-19 on the field um, with the Utah football team? Um, I mean, it's it's tough. They're start, they started 0-2 to their season. Uh, last week they played Washington. They went up 21-0 at the half and ended up losing that game 24-21. Uh, so far they haven't scored a point in the second half of their season so far, so that's that's a little frustrating to see. They looked lackadaisical. Um, not lackadaisical, excuse me. They just looked rusty um, in their first game against USC. They've turned the ball over a ton, which is honestly the reason that they lost the game against Washington. So, it's been up and down, um, but but so far there's been some standout young guys that have come on and, and had good performances so far this year. So there's there's a lot to look forward to with the team, um, but just replacing so much and, and having having so many weird like little transitions and, and lack of practices and things like that is, is hard to deal with. So I'm not necessarily surprised at all that they're sitting at 0-2. But going up 21 nothing at Washington is, is and losing that game is is a hard pill to swallow for sure. I mean, yeah, the rusty is probably the word I'd use to describe it the most. Uh, rusty and then just lack of practice is obviously showing in the games because and, – and also players are, are doing things they're not used to because University of Utah got hit by coronavirus harder than almost any school in the country. Uh, they had two games canceled, and then they had plenty of players missing games. So you're seeing – very inexperienced players playing big minutes or a lot of snaps, I suppose. And it, it definitely shows uh, some of the, the play is rusty on both sides. And you can see that players are learning as they go, which in football is not exactly the easiest thing to do because it's a game of inches and yards. And, and the turnovers are the biggest thing that I've seen as well. 
I'd say, like, one of my biggest things that I've been impressed with, though, so far about the football team is their defense. They put nine guys in the in the pros last year, um, and they lost 10 starters. So, so coming off of that, they have linebackers Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell, who have been playing very well so far this year, um, both in stopping the run and, and in the pass game as well. And then you have one of Utah's highest-rated recruits in Clark Phillips III. He's been playing well in the secondary, as well as other people as well have just stepped up. They've started five true freshmen on, on the defensive side of the ball. So it's, it's very impressive to see kind of the level that they're already playing at. And I think as a Utah fan, it's very – it's very like settling to see that performance so far on defense and being like, okay, like these guys are going to be legit in the next few years with the development that, that they're going to get. Yeah, totally. Actually, personal comment, my sister dated one of the freshmen that starts on defense. So, um, and he, he's like a young freshman. He's like 18 um, after he graduated. So I definitely, definitely get excited watching him because it's kind of cool seeing someone you know starting at such a young age when there's other people I know that just haven't played in their entire like four years of being on the team so that's been pretty fun and I guess my last question for you guys is how do you guys feel watching the first two games obviously it's a bit frustrating watching the U lose but how is it different from how you usually watch them were you guys a part of the must tell me a little bit about that I think the certainly it was uh, unsettling seeing the games and not kind of being with your friends. And I think that's some of my favorite part of, of watching the games is hanging out with my friends, uh, just the culture of it. Um, you know, you, you go to the games, you, you're at the games. It's a, it's a really cool environment. And then as for the football, it, it, it's frustrating because there's losses. Um, but, but it's kind of to be expected. You're missing a lot of players. You don't get a lot of practices. So I don't think at least Scott and I, I don't think we're either of us are surprised by the results. It's just still, it's very different. You'd rather be at a loss but be at the game and have fun with your friends than be isolated and, and kind of grumbling at the TV, complaining, and that's kind of what we're left doing right now. Yeah, I said it earlier. It's just like it's it's so different than from yelling at this at the field and in the stands, and and then you're yelling at your TV when something bad happens. So it's it's very different. I I did actually watch the first game with some of my friends, so that was pretty much the same. But it's, you're never going to replace being in Rice Eccles Stadium for for the games. That was actually the first game that Utah has played at home in the last four years that I wasn't there to see it. So it's just very weird. First time watching a college game while I'm in school without being on the field, being at the field. So just a very weird dynamic. Um, definitely not ever fun to see the Utes lose, but they they had some some moments in in those games that made you believe, and and I guess that's kind of all you can ask for when their first get two games get canceled, and they and they come into the season losing so much. So so yeah, I'm not I'm I definitely am not surprised at where they're sitting right now at zero and two. But with that being said, there has been a lot to look forward to for not just this year, but years to come. Yeah. And I want to add an additional question really fast. Um, so BYU, they're our biggest rivalry for obvious reasons. And they're actually doing well. I mean, they're not playing big name teams, but it looks with their current standing that they look like they're amazing. And in your opinion, do you think if the U played BYU, say this weekend, who would win? That's honestly the answer to me is BYU yeah. because they, they've got a 
they, they've been playing well. They have an NFL-ready caliber quarterback in Zach Wilson, and uh, their team has played eight games, nine games, and, and Utah's played two and haven't had a consistent roster. So I'll go with the continuity and the talent. Uh, I'm sorry, Utah fans, but that, that's probably my answer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very – it's very interesting because, I mean, I've seen a lot of things out of the Utah team that's like, oh, yeah, they could do this, but they turn the ball over so much. And so, like, you're never going to put your house money on a team that turns the ball over as much as the Utes do. Um, especially, like we said, BYU's played eight games. They've looked phenomenal in every game except for one. Um, level of competition's probably a little – leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but with that being said – They've still done everything that they need to do to be in the situation where they're at. I think they're a little bit undervalued, in my personal opinion. The college football playoff ranked them at 14. Pretty much everywhere else has them around the number eight um, number eight slot. So I think you're going to start to see them move up. They need to schedule another game, though. They need to schedule a high-profile matchup to prove prove some legitimacy in their season. But, but yeah, absolutely. I would take BYU at a heartbeat pretty comfortably on that one, unfortunately, for, for yeah. you guys. I, I absolutely hate BYU. Just hate them. I was raised with my blood. My dad's like, if you ever date a BYU fan, you're kicked out of the family. You're done. Like, it's been bred into my blood. Like, utes, utes, utes. And my, I was talking to my dad about it a couple days ago, and I was like, what do you think of, like, the ranking? Because I know Zach, so he was um, obviously complaining about it on social media. And <laughs> my dad was like, I think it's the funniest thing. I think they deserve it. They're awful, but you can't deny that BYU's doing well, and they would definitely beat Utah, which is <laughs> kind of a bummer to say, but um, Zach's an amazing player, and I mean, D our defense is doing well. Offense, we're struggling, and I think it's kind of weird. From what I noticed, our quarterback isn't like the most amazing thing in the world, and you definitely need that to be like a strong team unit. Do you like how I'm talking about sports and trying to talk about sports? Really? <laughs> As a fan that briefly watched the game last weekend, this is what I gathered. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just what I think. And I uh, just wanted to uh, close up this debrief session. So thank you for everyone for listening to U of U COVID Sports Report. Um, and thank you, Leaf and Scott, for finishing this up with me. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys.